to Suitcases and Sunshine. I'm Natasha and these are my travel tales. Each week I'll be sharing stories from my trips across the globe and closer to home. I hope they encourage the adventurer in you. So get packing, grab your suitcases, it's time for some sunshine. This week on Suitcases and Sunshine. Rather than whisking you away to a beautiful destination, I share with you my guide of how not to travel. Something I've experienced myself and have had feedback from friends and family about, especially when travel is part of their job, is travel burnout. The complete feeling of exhaustion and that you're in need of another holiday after your trip. In this episode, I go on to explain some of my own experiences and tips of how to combat this. For those who'd rather read my travel tales than listen to them, you can head to www.suitcasesandsunshine.com and all of the podcasts are there to read in full. You can also head to Instagram to check out the images from these travels and you can find Suitcases and Sunshine at Suitcases and Sunshine. So, for now, sit back, relax, and listen to Suitcases and Sunshine's Travel Tales. How not to travel. Avoiding travel burnout. I love to travel. Surely that's obvious. Or why else would I write a travel blog? For years I've embraced every opportunity to travel somewhere new, or revisit a favourite. I've been lucky enough not only to do this in my spare time, but my full-time job has opened the doors to destinations on the other side of the world. I've taken this enthusiasm for discovery to my personal trips also, ticking off the must-see and do and photographing it all. I'm often a note-taker on trips, jotting down the best restaurants, excursions and places to see. However, It dawned on me I was relying on these scribblings to remember what I'd experienced. But when recalling the trip of my own accord, it was a blur. Post-holiday, I was not only suffering from holiday blues, I was suffering from burnout and in need of another break. This was further compounded by falling ill from viruses and colds post-trip, something which was really damaging my health and mood. I loved to travel and knew I didn't want to give it up, but I needed to take stock and analyse what I was doing wrong. I needed a plan of how not to travel. This voyage of discovery shone light on other areas of my life. I realised I was repeating these same negative patterns in everything I did, all or nothing, saying yes to everything, feeling overwhelmed and then suffering burnout. I'm sure many people relate to this as we're all bombarded with sentiments such as hashtag FOMO and life's too short. Although meant to motivate, they not only exasperate the situation but encapsulate the feeling shared by many of trying to do everything and be everything to everyone. How not to travel isn't as easy as just giving up and saying no more. It requires planning. In the past, I've shied away from being a planner in favour of spontaneity. However, 
after hearing Matthew Vanderpute's talk at VidCon with emphasis on planning resulting in time-saving and efficiency, I knew it was something I wanted to be part of. I'm still learning, but have created a few steps to help avoid it all getting too much. Plan what you do and plan what you don't do. It's important to plan your activities, to make the most out of your travels, but it's also useful to build in moments to pause. Lay by the pool, have brunch, wake up late or all of the above. Bizarrely, if you plan chilled days, you are less likely to feel guilty or FOMO because it's part of the itinerary. Do find your angle. On a 16-day trip to Asia, I travelled to multiple destinations, experiencing food, sunsets, museums, beaches and more. It was a brilliant trip, one of the best. But when I blogged about it, I only covered one element of the trip, Angkor Wat. I didn't know what I was going to write about, and although being open to what stories could unfold is a good thing, perhaps pre-planning my angle could have focused my efforts and allowed me to take a more relaxed approach to the rest of the trip. Don't try to do everything. This sounds obvious, right? But it's a common pitfall. It can be tempting to experience everything a place has to offer. But in doing this, you miss out on really experiencing it. Pick a few activities. Spend longer doing them without any time pressure. Don't eat all the pies. One of my favourite things to do whilst travelling is to try new cuisines. On a trip to Vietnam, I over-ordered everything and attempted to eat it all. I also drank a significant amount. It was hard not to when delicious cocktails were only £2. However, it shouldn't be underestimated how much of a toll excessive eating and new ingredients can have on your system and impact your energy levels. Holidays are an opportunity to indulge. But to ease you in, seek out the types of food you may be eating ahead of your trip and give your body a chance to get used to them. In addition, keep your indulging sessions to one meal time. Eat light the rest of the time and drink lots of water. Don't overpack. This is a good rule in general, but especially when you're covering multiple destinations in one trip. Overpacking leads to the anxiety of your luggage weighing too much when weighed in at the airport, prohibits you from unpacking everything and settling into a place, can mean you lose things easier because there's too much to keep track of, delays you because you have to spend more time packing and unpacking, and, maybe most importantly, restricts the amount of gifts you can buy because you have no space left in your suitcase. To ensure you have everything you need for your trip, research where you're visiting and if there's a dress code. You can't always predict the weather, but it's a good idea to check pre-travelling. Bring layers. That way you can wear them all if it's cold and only one item if it's warm. Pack in advance. This will allow enough time to pack, weigh your luggage and repack if your suitcase is overweight. Check out how close the local amenities are to where you're staying. 
That way you can replenish stocks if need be and you don't need to worry you've packed too light. Do build in recovery. Especially when travelling long haul, building in recovery days or at least moments is really important. This could mean extending your annual leave by a day so you can recover at home. Bring a travel pillow and cosy clothes so you can sleep on the flight or build in gentle activities and a couple of early nights. It's important to experience, to see what life has to offer and discover different cultures, food and destinations. However, it's also important to stay healthy and sane and cherish the trips you do take. Thanks for listening to Suitcases and Sunshine. Please make sure you rate and review this podcast, share it with a friend, or leave a comment on Instagram at Suitcases and Sunshine. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, contact me, Natasha Walsh, on Suitcases and Sunshine's Instagram or any of our other communication channels. Until next time.